Savior and the King, the one who gave it all. He gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shed his precious blood so we could be his friends, his friends until the end. And give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Turn to the Lord and offer a prayer. A prayer of expectation. Yes, Lord. Tonight, ask whatsoever you want. For he is here yes. because of you. Yes. He did all that he had to do yes. because of us. Yes, and tonight, you will not walk out of this place the same way you came in. Whatsoever you believe God for, you are receiving it. Claim it right now through prayer. Make a confession to the Lord. The expectation of the righteous shall not be cut tonight god is touching you tonight he is meeting you at the point of your need tonight he is coming through every burden is being lifted up every yoke is being broken he is here with his power thank you jesus father we thank you that you have gathered us in your presence fill us with your spirit and with your power in the name of jesus Amen. Please be seated, everybody. Wow. Well, I'm happy to be here on the first night of our Easter convention. Power in the blood. Tonight, you'll experience power. There is power in the blood of Jesus. And tonight, you will experience that power. You will have an encounter tonight. You will not go back the same way you came in. You are going back victorious. You are going back as a conqueror. You are going back with burdens lifted up. Every tear is being wiped away. Every pain is being lifted off. Every affliction is being cast away. By the power of the blood of Jesus. Which worketh in all things. Lift your voice and be happy tonight. Some of you, hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sit down. Right. We will never be the same again. Some people don't believe it. Those of you who don't believe it, you are the ones who receive a miracle tonight. I tell you. As you, as you are going home, you will say, is that me? something happened and i can't explain it but you can see that you have had an encounter tonight your joy will be full tonight you will encounter the lord yes hallelujah well i'm going to share on the blood of jesus if we talk about the blood there is no blood that we know about but the blood of jesus if we mention the blood, we add the name of Jesus. Because that is the only blood that we know. We don't know about the blood of Abel. We don't know about the blood of bulls, of rams. 
but we know of the blood of the lamb Jesus Christ Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 17 be ready something is happening it has begun God is going to answer prayers spectacular miracles are going to take place tonight yeah how the blood gives you and I access to God that's the title of tonight's message how the blood gives us access to God Jesus Christ had to shed his blood and the reason was that there is a certain power that was going to be released when that blood was shed and that power one of them was to make sure that we had access to God because you see it is not easy to come before the Lord blessed are they whom the Lord chooses and causes to approach you can't just walk up and say I have come except he draws you you cannot come yeah that is why the work of the blood must be understood by all of us because there is something in it for you and for your generations after you. There is something in the blood that can answer problems that no man even understands. Sometimes you are going through situations in life. You can't explain where it's coming from. But you can see that there is a problem. Sometimes you have situations and conditions. You know that this one is not right. But you don't know how to overcome it. The power of the blood is the reason why you are escaping such problems. Yeah. And that is why Jesus Christ had to die. You see, he came to preach. When he was preaching, he was doing miracles. He was healing people. He was casting out devils. He was raising the dead. Many spectacular miracles were happening. So you would think that ah, if Jesus Christ came to do this thing and he could pray and and pass on the anointing to the uh, disciples, then what else was to be done? If he if he did all these things and brought healing and brought breakthroughs and brought deliverance and brought knowledge and understanding into the lives of people, why then should he go on to kill, or to kill himself yeah, and to shed his blood? Yeah, because the preaching has life. The healings, there were testimonies that followed him. Blind people could see. Lame people could walk. People who had been bent for 18 years. People who were mad received their healing. It's like many things and signs and wonders followed him. So it was enough for us to know that with these signs, Jesus was around. John wanted to find out whether this was the man. He said, go and tell him the blind see. The gospel is preached to the poor. It's like all the things that you are seeing happening, it is evident that Christ, the Messiah, is with us. But he didn't end it there. He went on to offer himself to be killed. Because there is something that without the blood we cannot have. And you can have a healing. You can have your breakthrough. You can have a miracle. You can have a spectacular deliverance. But if you have not encountered the shed blood of Jesus Christ, there is still something missing in your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. That blood has something that was so significant that Jesus Christ didn't just disappear and say that I've finished. I've taught people how to preach. I've taught people how to cast out devils. I've 
cast out demons. I've cast out all kinds of things. I've rebuked people. I've taught people. I've done miracles. Tale, go and do the same. No. He went on to kill himself. I'm saying he killed himself. Nobody can kill God. Yeah. He shed his blood. Yeah. Because there is something in the blood. There is something in the blood. If he had not shed that blood, we would not have been made whole. If he had not shed that blood, we would not have had a certain life. Yeah, because there's life in the blood. I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The moment the blood flows, stop, the blood stops flowing into certain parts of your body, you are about to die. You will die. When the blood stops flowing into this arm, it, it becomes dead. Yeah. I tell you. That's why he had to give us the blood. He had power to cast out devils. He was preaching the gospel to the poor. People were encouraged. People were liberated. They knew that this man, he has something. They called him rabbi. You have the words of God. They were marveled by his teachings. They saw that there is something about him. But he didn't end it there. He went on. To kill himself so that his blood will be spilled. And when the blood is spilled, it gives us something, an access, a relationship, something that we cannot fight on our own, something that we could not do on our own. That is why you and I must believe that there is power in the blood. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17. Be ready. Today you are going to claim things that. You feel shy of claiming. Yeah. Be ready. Yeah. You can't have access to a God who created all things and possesses all things, who has given us life and be deprived of life whilst you walk on earth. Hey. It's not, it doesn't work that way. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Are there people here who have done some bad things? Are there some things that you are even shy of? See, some some of you, listen, sit down. Some of you, today you are Christians. When you see some people from the past, you try to hide your face. Or you want to make sure that they don't say the things that you used to do in the past. Because some of the things are too much. You can't imagine that you did those things. There are things that have followed us that we are shy of. We are intimidated sometimes by the things that we have done. And you know people how they are. Sometimes when people know how you have come, when they see you today, they remember from the past. I tell you. They remember. They remember the things that you have. You say you have changed. We remember you from those days. Yeah, We remember you. You say you are, you say you are singing in the choir right now. Hey! Sometimes as you are singing the choir, sisters, as you are singing the choir, then a certain boy walks into the church. They see that you forget the words. Hey! Because you remember what you used to do with this boy. What is this boy coming to do in this church? Who brought this boy into this church? Hey! But listen, our Lord Jesus Christ, he says, there are sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. 
Do you know why? Because he has poured the blood over our sins. And he doesn't see what you have done wrong. God says, I will remember no more. God is not a man that he should lie. If God says, I will not remember what you have done in the past, it is possible that as you are sitting here today, God doesn't remember what you did yesterday because the blood has washed you pure. is why Jesus had to shed his blood because he knows that people are some way. We, 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 you see, human beings, one of, one of the characteristics of human beings that we don't forget. Sometimes when you tell people to forgive, okay, we are forgiving, but we can't forget. <laughs> we can't forget that. Hey! Yeah. And the moment some other mistake comes, they are the one that they say they are forgiving. To the one that you have done currently and double the yes, yes, compound interest. That's how it's called. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because they, we can't forget, we don't forget things. But we have a God who says, I will forget. Do you know why? Because of the blood of Jesus, which has covered our sins. Let's read the Bible. Let's read the Bible. Hey, verse 18. Now, where remission of these is. There is no more offering for sin. Somebody should understand what what is happening here. Somebody should understand what is happening here. It says now where remission, where the price for the sins have been paid. Remission means that all your supposed payment for your debts has been taken care of. And if it has taken care of, there is no more offering, no more sacrifice. You don't need a cow. You don't need a, 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 a ram. Do you understand? Every month or every year to go and offer it and pour the blood to ask for your sins. You don't need any more offering for your forgiveness of sins. You don't need it. Because one thing has been done, that is the blood of Jesus Christ has been shed for us. And as long as you and I believe in that blood, there is therefore no more offering for our sins. The price has been paid. Yeah. Yeah. Verse 19. You should love this blood. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Some of you don't understand this. You see, in the Old Testament, it is only one high priest who goes into the Holy of Holies. And that one, he himself has to be washed with blood. He has to make sure that he has cleansed himself with the blood so that when he goes there, he will not die. So they, they, they tie a, 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 a something around his waist with a bell. So, and then they release him. <laughs> High priest, he's going in. What is he going to do? He's going to pray and offer sacrifices on behalf of the sinful generation before God. But he himself must be purified. Because if he goes in the way we all are, Jack, the man will go there and you won't hear anything again. And that place, you don't go there. So, the high priest enters the Holy of Holies after he has purified himself with the blood of animals. And when he goes in and he's offering the sacrifice and he's moving and everything, the bell gives the sign that the man is still alive and moving. When they don't hear the bell, they know that no. They have to pull the man out. Because that place you can't follow up. 
And so nobody qualified to go into the Holy of Holies. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just the high priest. But it says to us today, your father is not a priest. Neither is your mother a priest. Neither are your family members from the priesthood or whatever it is. But because of the blood of Jesus, you have qualified to enter into the place where only the high priest entered. You have qualified to go to the place where people will be struck dead for entering the place without preparation. Because you know something? The greatest offering for our sins has been laid by our Lord Jesus Christ. And having therefore brethren boldness you know that something has happened to you he says enter into the holiest holiest by the blood so tonight listen you are going to pray like a priest high priest you are going to pray for your family people there are some sins in the family there are some curses in the family there are some things that keep reoccurring as you stand here because of the blood of jesus you qualify to enter the holy of holies and you are going to intercede yes we don't need a tobaski ram we don't need any any animal sacrifice to enter we need the blood of jesus and if you have been saved by the blood of jesus tonight you are going to speak you are going to talk you are going to make confessions and everything that fights you you will stand as a high priest yeah we are a holy people a royal priesthood yeah chosen Having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Let's move on. Verse 20. Mm. By a new and living way which we which he had consecrated for us. <laughs> hey! Through the veil. That is to say his flesh. So what, what prevented the man from entering the holy of holies was this body which was like a veil because the sins in the body are too many and God did not have pleasure in this flesh because it was filled up with sin and he detested what he has created because evil was found in it that's why God had to send his son to take upon him the form of a man and become like us so that by the offering of his body he has condemned the sin that lives in us and buried that sin and resurrected this dead body because the first man was a living soul but the second Adam was a quickening spirit that is Jesus Christ he has given us life and access to God that we never had before no prophet before Jesus Christ ever had the access that Jesus has given to us no prophet ever shed his blood and died and resurrected to use his blood to wash away our sins save one the son of God Jesus Christ yeah yeah anything that has been a hindrance in your life tonight you are going to break it verse 21 verse 21 and having an high priest over the house of God you are the one I'm talking about you see what the blood has qualified you to be is a high priest you go on your knees today you are in the presence of God 
you are in the holiest of holies. Once you believe in that blood, once you have received forgiveness of your sins through the washing of the blood of Jesus Christ, we stand here as testimonies or people filled with testimonies of God's grace that our sins have been forgiven, washed by the blood. Therefore, we enter boldly into the holy of holies and pray. And I have seen how God has changed things around my life. Even in my family, just because of prayer. And I didn't have to go to any high priest. I didn't have to call anybody to pray because sometimes some of the things in our families, you can't go and tell somebody about it. When you go before God, you are the high priest. You qualify in the house of God to stand. God has given us access because we have received Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, whose blood was shed for us. If you believe it, Tonight, you are going to speak. You are going to ask for things. You are going to encounter things. And you will see that of a truth, eh, God wants you to have something far more. Why would Jesus Christ have to go through all this? Why? 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 Luke chapter 16, verse 19. Luke 16, 19. There was a certain man. This story, everybody knows it. If you close your eyes, you can finish the story right now. It says, there was a certain man which was clothed in, in purple and fine linen. And he fed sumptuously every day. He ate nice food every day. He fed sumptuously. I mean, I mean, I mean there are different types of food. There are some food you eat to fill the stomach. You understand? Yeah, for energy, and you top it up with water throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. And there are some food. Oh man, you now when you sit down, when you sit down, I tell you, hey, yeah, yeah. He fed sumptuously. Listen to the story. I like this story. I tell you, Jesus. It is Jesus who told us this story, and I'm going to link this story to the redemptive work of the blood and the power and the access that Christ has given us through the blood and what we should do. And tonight, we will do that thing in a short while and we'll be going home. Hey! Yeah. Verse 20. It says, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus. He was very known. So they mentioned his name. Lazarus. Yeah. Which was laid at his gate full of sauce. He was always at the gate of the rich man. Full of sauce. Verse 21. And desiring all. The rich man, he ate sumptuously without desiring it. Anything he wants, he gets. But this man, he doesn't get it. He smells this. You see, that's when you are around the restaurant, you can smell the nice food. Hey! Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, sometimes when you are hungry, your, your nose buds can work very well. You can smell things from afar. Yeah. That's why you are fasting. It's not an easy thing. You, know. you smell things easily. Yeah. yeah. And you can imagine a beggar. Jesus is telling us a story, a real story. It's not the parable. A real story of a rich man who lived and Lazarus, the poor man, who was always at the gate of the rich man. And the rich man had nice food. But Lazarus, he was at the gate desiring to be fed with not, what, some of the food, but crumbs. 
which fell from the rich man's table. If the, if the man is eating and some fall on the ground and they are uh, picking it up, or the leftovers in the plate that they are going to put in the rubbish bin, that's what he was asking for. Yeah. Chicken bones. Yeah. The rich man, if he was to be an African, I think Lazarus won't get bones. <laughs> Lazarus, hey! Some of you, you can chew bones. Your, your teeth is more than grinding meal. <laughs> Some people say it's the bones that have more feeling than the meat itself. We have, we have some soup that they do in Africa with only bones. Because they say the bone has yeah, some feeling and some taste. I'm telling you. Yeah, they know themselves. But listen to this. Listen to this sad, sad thing. He said, moreover, the dogs came and licked his soul. It means he was very hungry and weak. And he couldn't move to the extent that it is the dogs who came to lick his sores. Verse 22. And it came to pass that the beggar died. Lazarus died. We all die. And he was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. <laughs> hey! The poor man Lazarus who couldn't even get nice food to eat and couldn't go to a hospital had a doctor dog. The dog was licking and administering antibiotics into the saw. Yeah. That's what it is. Dog the, the saliva had, has antibiotics. Yeah. So God sent the dog, the dog. Because no doctor will even like to attend to such a person. Yeah, he cannot pay. The man also died and he was buried. Okay. Let's read on. Let's read on. 24. Ha! 23. Uh-huh. And he, and in hell, please take your time. And in hell, he lift up his eyes. Being in torment. Yeah. It is there. In hell, it means the rich man went to hell. And when he was there, he was in torment. Different types. Different types of Torment. But even though he was in torment, he seeth Abraham afar off. God opened his eyes from hell to see Abraham and Lazarus in his bosom. It means Lazarus around where Abraham lived. He was around. Lazarus. Verse 24. Yes, let's go, brother. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip 
of his finger in water. In water. And cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. I'm not about to preach about hell, so I don't want to go there. If you are here, you don't believe there is a hell. Believe Jesus, his words. He never lied. Bible says that, you see, he gave, he was a true witness. And he knew what hell was like and who was there and how things were there. And he was telling us a story. So the rich man said, I am tormented in this flame. Verse 25. But Abraham said, Son. Abraham is calling him son. He was a son of Abraham. He was a church member. Remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things. Now, this is where I want to focus on. Listen to me. It is very interesting to note that as the rich man was on earth, moving up and down, living, he fed sumptuously, even his clothing, he wore fine linen, nice things. And Abraham noticed how this guy lived. And Abraham said, when you were on earth, you had good things. So, you see, what it means is that it is not against God's design for people who believe in him not to have nice things. Don't ever think that when you are a Christian, it means that you have to be like Lazarus. You have to wear uh, and cover your face like a ninja. A sister cannot look nice. You can't look beautiful. You can't wear nice things. You can't go to nice places. You can't eat nice food. You can't go to public places. I mean, what kind of thing is that? What can't thing be that? Yeah. Abraham took notice of the good things that this rich man had. And he was not against it. But he said something. And likewise, Lazarus, evil things. But now, he is comforted. And thou art tormented. Never read this scripture and feel that when you are rich, you go to hell. You see, what the... What uh, 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 Abraham said was that when you were on earth, you had good things. And it is God's plan that he has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So in this life, it is not unbelievers who should enjoy life. And then believers should always be hustling. We have not been raised as beggars. It's, it's not a testimony to feel that you are a beggar. Do you understand? You, you, you live a life of like a beggar. Christianity means that we must be like beggars. We shouldn't eat nice food. When God blessed Solomon, his, his meal a day was more than 25,000 sheep being killed a day in his household. Every day. For all his soldiers, yeah. All his soldiers and all the uh, uh, workers and the it's like the everyday's party. Everyday's every food. People, to the extent that people were traveling from far to come and watch. Who is this man? Who can feed people like this in a day? 
in a day. He built gardens. He built swimming pools that were a wonder. There were no architects. The hanging gardens of Babylon. He, he, his, his, the architectural feat was too much. The way he even laid concrete. If you go to Israel, they take you to where the, the temple was built. Now, the, it's broken, but there's a part which is called the Wailing Wall. Where Christians and believers go and pray. If you see the thickness of the wall, that after the burning and all the distraction, it is still there. It should tell you what went into it. Marvelous. It took the riches of God to ensure that the people that he had covenant with, they will also enjoy this life. The blessing on Abraham was material blessing on earth. And Abraham prospered. Isaac prospered. Israel, Jacob, he prospered. How come you and I, when it comes to us, the story must be different? No. It is the home that you have come from. But today, if you have become a high priest, you are going to turn the tables around. Just like God called Abraham out of his family and his kindred and made a covenant with him. Today, you are going to lay claim to things that will make your life comfortable. Some of you are sitting there, you are looking at me. You are so used to not having things. Listen, sit down. Sit down. If you came to church and as I'm preaching, you say, hey, as for me, I don't want to be rich. Please, uh, Peter, if you, if you don't want to be rich and you don't want to prosper, you don't want to have good things in life, please stand up and go home right now. The, 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 the exit is there. The exit is there. Yeah. Listen. Abraham, there was no man blessed on earth. And he had taste. He knew nice things. So he saw from heaven how this guy was living. Yeah, said, yeah, that's how God wants us to live. But see, when you are here and you have these nice things, remember your Lord. That's, right. that's the only problem. Some of us too, sometimes in your poverty and in your lack of anything, you also don't remember God. So you, you are living here, you don't have any nice thing in your life. You don't have the good things of life. You are suffering here on earth. And when you die, you go and join the rich man in torment. Brother, it's a wrong course. Yeah. If the blood of Jesus brought us into the covenant blessing of Abraham and ensure that God will also approve of us, irrespective of our past, irrespective of the homes we have come from, of the sacrifices our fathers have made to other gods, and the shed blood to other gods that have come from our homes, that have followed us as a curse. If God has sent his son Jesus into our lives to redeem us from that curse, how can he not also bless us through Jesus to take us into a certain level of prosperity on this earth? You see, listen to me. Some of you, eh? Today, you say you are a Christian. You are even you are even shy to be bold in the house. Some of you dodge to come to church because you are poor. If they catch you, it won't be easy for you. They will either remove you from the house, or you won't get food to eat. You are afraid. Yeah, yeah. But you see. If God has called you and has blessed you, I am telling you that your life should never be lived in poverty and in lack. 
Because one day you are the one who should provide for that home. And because God can bless you, if you say you are a Christian, all the people who say they don't believe in Christ, they will respect you. Because without you, they won't eat. Without you, they won't have a house. Without you, they won't have a home. Hey! Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Verse 7. Matthew 7, 7. Listen. Do you know good things in life? Sisters, do you know good things? Do you have do you, do you have a list of good things? Oh, somebody is not responding well. Hey! Tonight, listen to me. Tonight, we are before our Lord God. Who has given us his son as a sacrifice to take away every curse in our lives? And when a curse is taken out of our lives, it can't be replaced with another curse. That is why I don't see why you should be a Christian and you come out of poverty. You come out of bondage. And you come and join the church. And it's like, it is a continuous thing. You there, you have come to suffer. Brother, it's not... No, I'm not part of that Christianity that you are inside. Have you seen a nice house around that you say, Oh Lord, why will I build my own? You will build your own. Your own will be nicer. Hey. Look, look at the scripture. Listen to the scripture. Is sit down for a while. It says, Ask. Some people don't know how to ask for things. One guy was going to get married, and they asked him, He doesn't have anything. They asked him, What do you want for a wedding gift? He said, I want a video deck. <laughs> Do you know what a video deck is? Some of you don't even know what a video deck is. Young people. Yeah. Video deck. There used to be, we used to have, <laughs> we used to have something that we call a, a, a VHS player that you put a video cassette inside. You push it like that. Prep, then it goes down. Yeah, and then you press play, and then your TV is connected, and the TV is there, hunchback. Yeah, yeah, it takes time. Yeah, yeah, to watch. If today you 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 have a video deck, it is obsolete. Even CD players, we don't have them again. Yeah, DVD players, we don't have them. I'm telling you, things are in the cloud. Some of you don't know how to ask for things. You see, some of you, if 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 an angel asks what you want, you say, I, I want transport to Terekunda. No, 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 no. You don't belong here. You don't belong here. The blood of Jesus Christ is not to be used to ask for foolish things. <laughs> One day, listen to me. A brother. Look, listen. One day, 
sit down, be quiet. A brother went to a, 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 a park to pray. Listen to this story. He was praying for a contract. Two million dollar contract. Then he saw some brother on the park praying, sweating. Then something just struck him that this guy Charlie, what is he praying about? So he asked him, what are you praying about? He said, oh, he wanted some money for fees. And it was small money. The guy put his hand in his pocket and said, collect it and go. Leave this place for us. What we are asking for. No, 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 no. What we are asking for. You can't be here. Kapololo, kapo. Kapololo, kapo. No, 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 no. We don't want that one here. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Clear the space for us. We are asking for bigger things. You are here. You are asking for just hundred dollars. Eh, hundred dollars for school fees. Brother, we are talking about millions of dollars. We are believing God for bigger things. Our faith is big. Listen. Listen. Listen to me. How many of you have your cars parked here? Huh? Wait, wait. You didn't understand the question. Sit down. Sit down. Listen. Listen. Be calm. Be calm. Where are all these people standing? Sit down. Listen. How many of you have your cars packed? I'm not talking by, by faith. I'm talking about you started the car. You drove through the streets. And you have parked and the car is there right now. That you can give a lift to somebody after church. Only a few. You see, we cannot be here and be talking big and be claiming that we are working with a God who possesses all things and we don't have cars. If Walisek had come to the stadium and you go there, you see more cars than you have you see in the church. Do you know why? Because the people in the world they have prospered. How come those of us who knew to this God who created all things and who give all things freely, we lack the very basic things? It is not a curse to have a car, it is a blessing, it is a good thing to have a car. Have you not are you not tired of walking? Eh? Some of you here, supernaturally, you are going to possess your own cars. Hey! There is a miracle coming your way right now. There is a door being opened unto you right now. Ask and you shall receive. Sit down. Sit down. Take your time. Take your time. Yeah. Many years ago, listen. Many years ago, eh, I used to pastor a church in a classroom. And when I joined the church, it was me and the pastor who had a car. 
Only me and the, and, and the son that my car is some wild cow. I mean, it's a car, boy's boy's car. <laughs> when I park the car, I don't lock it. If you look, the only important thing in the car is me. There's nothing you can take. Oh, the tape, you can't move it. Unless you carry the dashboard. Yeah, the way the tape has been fixed with, with real bits. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 don't, you can't use screwdriver to remove the tape. Yeah, it has been repeated inside. So you have to remove the dashboard and go behind it and remove the tape. Apart from that, I'm the most important thing. Yeah. But I used to tell the church that, look, one day, we are in a classroom. But some of you, as you are coming to church, there are two cars from your house, you and your wife. They were looking at me. And they were... People have started working. I say, look, one day, a pastor came to preach in our church, from a big church. When he entered our place, the school compound, the school compound, and he saw the cars, he was was overwhelmed. He said, hey, a church in a class, you have many cars like that? (laughs) You're powerful, you're powerful. Then we remember that, you see, God has answered those prayers without even thinking about it. So when we stand and we say that the things that the world has, we should also have them. We are not saying things in, 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 out, as a, out of line. Because see, sometimes some people will not come to church this evening because look, when they close, they are thinking of how they will go home. Some of you, even as you are sitting here and you are happy, the moment we finish, the first person you say, hey, how am I going home? But a day is going to come. You will sit in your car. You will start the car. And you will be calling somebody. Let's go to church. Nobody will be afraid of how they are going home. Because there will be too many cars. There will be too many opportunities. Too many options. For the people of God. There is prosperity coming upon this land. It is coming in the church. It is coming upon your life. You will not lack anything whatsoever. Sit down. Ask Matthew 7 7. Hey, I've, I've not read the scripture. He said, Okay, ask and it shall be given you. I don't know what some of you want to ask. Listen, listen, sisters. Some of you, eh, you should ask for a husband, a good husband, not, not a bad boy. Because there are bad boys around, there are boys. Listen. Who know how to talk, but they don't know how to think. They are not going anywhere with you. They just want to have their way with you. And they will say everything to sweep you off, but they don't have any plan for you. You will escape from such people. I see these young girls here. Everybody's going to have a good marriage. A good marriage. A good marriage. Yes. Your marriage will be nice. Your marriage will be honorable. The Bible says marriage is honorable among all. The bad and defiled. You will enter a very blissful and nice marriage. See, some of you come from homes where your sisters don't marry. They have children. Where your cousins don't marry. They give birth. As if they are layers in the poultry farm who are laying eggs for people to come and take them. They have, you see, 
I have met a girl who was 21. She had three children. Different fathers. All the three. And she gave birth to a third one and brought the third child, uh, the fourth child to church and, and abandoned the child and ran away. Because she can't handle it. Yeah, she, it's too much. You alone, why? You will not have such an experience in your life. Yeah. Those cases are going to be broken. You will have a beautiful marriage. You will have a blissful marriage. You will stay married. Your marriage will not break. The demon against marriages in your home, it is going to break right now. Lift your voice and ask the Lord, I want a good marriage. Hey, 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 hey. Some of you brothers, look, sit down. You see, the Bible says that if a man, listen to me, if a man finds a wife, how come you can't find? Ask, and you shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. When you come to church, don't you see? You don't seek. You don't see. And you see that some of you listen. I'm serious. Even though I'm laughing, I'm serious. Listen to me. We are breaking curses and changing your generation because you should you should enter marriages that bring blessing. The way God wants a marriage to be as a Christian, that's how your marriage will be. Some of you brothers, you don't see. You are you are you are you are looking at you see. You, you are looking at bottles. You are looking at breasts. You are looking at hair. Brother, you should go to Waliseka. You will see them. You will see them there. But in the church, a woman that shared the Lord, she shall be praised. Yeah. And God is blessing these girls with beauty from the inner man. Sisters, listen. Is when the guys tell you that your buttocks is small, your breast is small. Tell them to wait. One day they will see you. They cannot look at you. Yeah. If they think that, listen to me. Hey, cool down, cool down, cool down, cool down. <laughs> Listen. They want what? Look. Abraham, eh, he's a spiritual person. He he is alive, but he's not with us on earth. He has, he's in a realm, but he sees things that we do. And he, if, if we say, Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham's blessings are mine. In the morning. In the evening. Abraham's blessings are mine. But listen, 
some of you, when Abraham looks at you, he doesn't see you, that you look like him. Because Abraham had a son. His name was Isaac. He wanted a wife for his son. He just carried things and gave to Eliza. And said, brother, go to my brother's home. And Charlie, go and bring a wife to my son. And the guy, when he was going, he was not given any criteria or standard. He just felt that he must have some sign of how a powerful wife will be like. So he went and pretended as if he needed help. And here comes Rebecca. Beautiful woman. Hey. You see, the Bible says that Rebecca was fair to look upon. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, and, and she saw Eliezer, a stranger. And normally when women see strange men, they have to move away. But she came and realized that the guy needs help with his flock. And she fetched water and gave water to the flock. Eliezer said, this is it. You see, some of you sisters say, your problem is that you, you, you have not learned to be a good person. Your mouth goes before you think. All you hear people say is that you look sexy, you look beautiful. So you have resorted to painting your face, painting your lips, wearing eyelashes. You don't know how to serve. You don't know how to talk. There is no... When you are talking to somebody, you are chewing gum. You are a bush girl. Any lady who meets a man and as you are talking... Let me take you to Senegambia. The girls who are there in the night, that's how they are. Brother! That's how they are. You should be different. Yeah. Your value. We, well, you see, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. You can't walk with God and not look glorious. Yeah. The way you carry yourself is important. That's why sometimes the men can't see. They see you singing in the choir. You are singing nice. But now, we don't marry people who sing. We are afraid of singers. Yeah. We like spiritual people, not people who can pretend in church. Lord, I thirst for you. But you are not thirsty for the Lord. Yeah. Listen, whatever you ask for, you receive it. But you must be prepared. It's when you are asking for something, be ready for it. Some of you are not ready. That's why sometimes when you ask, it is not given. Some of you brothers, you, you, want, you want women that are classy, but you are a bushman. You don't know how to treat a woman. You don't know how to talk. 
when you see a woman, you are telling her, hey, hey, your, 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 your buttocks is small. You are looking slim. When somebody is big, you say, you are too fat. When somebody is short, you say, she is too short. When the person is to say, hey, are you a high jumper? You are a bushman. You don't know how to compliment a woman. Yeah. You have an idea. A woman whose buttocks is like a Coca-Cola bottle. Small waist. Meanwhile, you, you are not married. Look at your stomach. Look at your legs that you are walking. It's as if you are going to play hockey. You are throwing it around like that. Then you say you want what? A classic lady. Eh? No. You, you have not reached there. You have not reached there yet. You, you, you are talking big. Yeah. You are not ready. You see, when you don't learn how to compliment people, eh? You don't have value for people. You have never created a human being before. You have never created a human being before. If you don't appreciate what God has created, some of these women who are today looking like they are not beautiful is because you don't have eyes. If you marry some of them, one day you realize that, hey, is that my wife? What? Me? You can't see her far. Yeah. Can't see. You can't see things. You say you want a wife, but you are not prepared. You can't even see a good one. You are comparing, you are making comparisons that are not real. Yeah. Be careful. Ask and you shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. Three things. Whatever you want, ask God for. Some of you, eh, you should believe God. Many years ago, I had a man who led me, who helped me to love God. He gave me a foundation. And he used to tell us that let us, anytime we meet, we used to meet Sunday afternoons. He, he tells us that anytime we pray, we should pray for our future wives and help meet. We prayed for, I think, more than two years before we even chose. Yeah. And help meet. And what we realized was that it, God helped us to also become people who can handle women. You, you want a nice car, but you see, even a bicycle, you can't maintain it. You see, some of you, they ask you, what's, what, what's your dream car? You go and mention Range Rover. Meanwhile, your room, your bed is broken. One leg is broken. You have put a uh, milk tin and, and empty uh, 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 you have blocks. You have brought blocks to support the leg that is broken. That's how you are maintaining a bed. And you want to maintain a car. You can't even maintain a bed. Then you want to bring a woman on the bed. No, 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 no. It will break. We don't build beds on, uh, on blocks. Yeah, yeah, on blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Your your door, your door, you use spoon to open the door. When you are going <laughs> the, when a thief comes to your house, they won't find the key. They will see a spoon. <laughs> hey! Your key is a spoon. 
Yeah. Even your dog, you don't know how to maintain a dog. You want to buy a Range Rover. You are thinking of a Range Rover. No, you're not ready. I'm not ready. Yeah. Sometimes you are asking for things that are above you. But you see, when you are asking, what it is is that God is also preparing your mind. If you are asking for a good wife, brother, become a good man. If you are a sister, you want a good husband. Believe God to become a good girl. You're roaming. No man. Listen to me. Any man who comes into your life and roams around with you is a dangerous husband. Because the day you go home, you realize that you can't be going out every night. And he would like to be going out. That's how he met you. He wants to continue like that. Marriage is not lived in the public. It is lived at home. So when you meet somebody who is, oh, it's, let's go here. Let's go here. Let's go here. Then you are happy. You think that that's how it is. Brother or sister, you are lost. You, you are not looking for a good thing. Yeah. Not looking for a good thing. Yeah. I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Prepare your heart for what you are asking for. Seeking for things. You see things you want. Chale, ask yourself, how do people come by these things? Abraham saw the rich man and said, you in your lifetime, you've had good things. But the one who made it to heaven had evil things. What were the evil things? He, he didn't even have a, a, a home to sleep in. No bed. He sleeps at somebody's gate and common food to eat. And he has sores. And, and he can't even go to hospital. No, no, no money for hospital consultation or medication. He's so hungry and weak that dogs are licking him. He can't even drive them out. Sometimes flies. Some people can get sores. Flies are eating the sore. They, they don't have the energy. Yeah. Lay eggs inside the sore and bring infection. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's, it, 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 you, we can't be miserable and feel that God is with us. Some of you, your room eh, is just a sleeping place. So you don't want anybody to visit you because of the way their room is. When we say we come, we want to somebody. I want I wanted to go and visit somebody. He said, Pastor, my place is too far. I said, the, the fact that you can go, me too, I can go. He said, Pastor, that place, no, 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 no. <laughs> but if you are blessed with a nice place, you see that you you will like people to come around, you will be hospitable. You would be happy to have people come around. Yeah. Some of you don't sleep in your home. You are sleeping in somebody's home because where your home is called home, it's not a home. The room, the room has one bed and there are six occupants in the bed. You have to lay uh, uh, mattresses or even cloth. Yeah. On the floor. Yeah. You are a child of God. Do you think that that's how God saved us to represent him? No. I speak into your lives. Anybody here who comes from a poor home where there is lack and space, there is no space, your, your situation will change. God is visiting you supernaturally. You are receiving wisdom. You are receiving favor. You will have the good things of this life. You will not be a a a a a a a a, 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 a 
a replica of somebody who looks miserable. Lazarus is not our standard of Christianity. He cannot. Even though he made it to heaven, we were not called to live like Lazarus. Abraham didn't condemn the man that he was blessed. He said, brother, the reason is that you didn't believe in God. Yeah. All you were selfish. And if you love God, Abraham, he prospered more than that rich man. What he had was more than that rich man, but he has made it to heaven. It is not riches that takes us to hell. It is our lack of respect, reverence, and care for others. Some of you, eh, you have a good heart, but you are so poor that the good heart is in your dream. God is going to bless you. That good heart must come out. Some of you say you build houses for your parents. It will happen in your lifetime. We will stand one day and you'll be dedicating a house to your mother who has suffered for you. You'll be dedicating a house to your father who has labored for you. You'll be giving good things to your parents who have labored for you. You are changing the situation in your home. You are changing the situation over your children. You will not pass on poverty and lack to your children. Never. We break the cycle of poverty in our lives. Whatever you seek for, you will find it. The Lord wants to give us. Ah, Knock and it shall be opened. There are favors that are coming into our lives. Oh, some of you didn't hear me. You see, sometimes, eh, I remember once, I was downstairs praying. Here, in the church, down. I was in the children's hall. I was alone here. I was praying. I had locked the door. Then somebody entered. And the person was looking around. He was, he went to, I had, I had, I had a knock on, I don't know, one of the doors. Then he came. When I looked at the person, I said, me, I was praying. So I said, I'm not ready to talk and what, what, I don't know what he wants. So I didn't mind him. And because where I am, is tinted inside. So when you, when you are inside, so I was looking at him. He walked around, uh, up and down. Uh, and then I saw him walking then. God said, brother, you came to knock, but I didn't open. Because the favor was not upon him. I was not moved. I don't know who he was or what he wanted. Because sometimes I'm here, somebody will come and come and tell you, please, I, I, I want money. As they come, they don't know you from anywhere. They are come to tell you their problems for you to give them money. Because they see that it's a church. Church, they will give money. Yeah. It's sometimes because of the way people relate with God. Sometimes God doesn't open up to people because some of us, the only thing we ask God, God, I want this. You, there is, you don't do anything. But as I was here, one day I was here, somebody, I, I heard somebody upstairs. I, I heard a noise upstairs. When I came up, a sister was here praying alone. Because I used to tell, I tell people that you can come here and praise our church. You can come here and come. She was in the corner sitting down praying. So wow. So I asked. I had a chat with her. I prayed with her. She was comforted. She was crying. This, said, look, whatever bed in her. Later, she came to tell me that she feels happy. She felt that she can. She she was almost suicidal. It's like she 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 felt that she has to kill herself. She's not happy. A lot of things are going on in her life. She doesn't understand. But she had an encounter, Hallelujah. and she said that fear has lifted up. Hallelujah. I'm not afraid anymore. You see, when you knock at the door of the Lord, 
may God grant you favor to come in. Because there is no situation that comes before him that he cannot address. But sometimes when you haven't encountered favor, your knock will not receive a response. But I speak into your life tonight that any knocking at the door, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone will hear me and open me, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. God is coming into your life. He himself is coming. He is bringing that favor. He is knocking at your door. He is entering. You are knocking and he has not received you. But today, he is coming at your door. Hear and open him. A favor is coming your way. Supernatural favor. There are things you have struggled with. Some of you as you are here, you are burdened. You are almost suicidal. Sometimes you feel like leaving the church. Giving yourself to a Muslim boy who can give you money. Because the church, when you have problems, it's like nobody is helping you. You can't even say it. And you see people in the world who are dressing nice, who are happy and going, and they are telling you, let's go. And you, every day you are in church. It's like you haven't seen a change. And you are beginning to ask yourself, how long will I continue? There is pressure. But I'm telling you, that pressure is ending today. Receive favor. Favor from the Lord. Any fear and any burden and any, any torment in your life is being lifted up by the hand of the Lord. You will not encounter any fear again. Anything that, you, that follows you, that makes you doubt God and his promises, you are overcoming it right now. You are asking and you are receiving. You are seeking and you shall find. You are knocking at the door and it shall be opened unto you. A door of service. You know, sometimes one of the greatest blessings that we have is for us to have the opportunity to do something for God. And God shuts the door to some people because they don't respect him. You can't be in a church and, 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 and despise God and pretend before men that you love him. You can never find yourself in happy. Yeah. Many people are like that. They don't love God. You don't have any personal relationship with the Lord. All you have is with the church. So you see that you can't, you can't function well. You, you, you don't find yourself doing things happily. You don't find yourself committed to the church or to, to anything that we do because your respect and your love for God is absent. But today you have to change it. You have to see that the problem is you. God wants to open a door of service for you. When you change your relationship with him, you'll be surprised at the things that you... I I used to go to church. I was born in a Christian home. I followed my father to church for many years. I never did anything in the church. But the day God opened the door for me and I joined Lighthouse or UD, I realized that God himself has opened the door of service. And I found myself happy visiting people, following people, being an usher, being a chorister, doing outreaches, doing programs, going for church every day. It's like anything that is church, I am in it. It was a door that God himself had opened unto us. Some of you are looking for doors to America, doors to Spain. If you are not careful, you go and do prostitution. If you are not careful, you go into slavery. We had a, a girl in our church who went to Kuwait. They, she, they promised her you are going to earn $800 a month. A poor person who hears $800. Her mother and everybody said she should go. When the pastor said these things, you have to be careful. They said, don't follow these people. She went for four years. She was in torment. Nobody heard of her. It was some people who 
there were about eight girls or so. Some other Ghanaians were there who met them, uh, two of them, and they got to know their situation and they helped them come back. When she came back, she had become an old lady. Young girl. Yeah, she said, she says, I work, I don't sleep. Yeah. Say, I don't sleep. Even food. And she was with rich people. They treated her as garbage. It's like for you, the only thing you understand when it comes to a door is to make money, is to have uh, uh, dollars or go and work and get money from where. Life is not like that. If you are in the church, embrace an opportunity to serve God. You are a sister. When you, when you come to church and you join the choir, it makes you more beautiful. I'm telling you. A woman who is spiritual, eh, God has value for you than a woman who is carnal and strange. Yeah. As you are coming to church, we don't know whether you are from Senegambia or you are from somewhere. Your makeup and everything. Ah! And you see, you come and meet boys in the church who are also like you. They, they connect. When they look at your eyelashes and your colorings, they say, I've met one. Yeah. I've met one. Yeah. I've met one. Then you become secret lovers in the church. Instead of being in the choir, they are taking you out to go and sing somewhere. They are taking you out to go and sit somewhere and eat and drink alcohol. And, and, and when you get drunk, they drink you and eat you. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't have time for God. There is no heart for service. And if you knock at God's door and he opens, what will he do? He will offer you an opportunity. Have you seen a high priest who is lazy? A high priest that you have to stand up and pray for other people. Some of you, what God has made you is to pray for your sisters, to pray for your mother, to pray for your father. I used to do that. I mean, several years. I just prayed to break bondage. All my sisters are in a stable marriage by the grace of God. And I don't think that it is because it's like they are beautiful or they are intelligent. Hey! The family that we come from, they don't know intelligent and beauty. Hey! They are destroyers. They go to the people marry and they come out. Sometimes somebody's in a marriage and the guy gets up and says, I'm tired. You don't know. So, hey, you tired of what? You have been married two years. You say you are tired. Eh? It's, a, it's, it's a demon. Bondage. And you have to understand that if you're a spiritual person, you have to rise up. You have to be strong. Don't joke with Christianity. Don't joke with the power of the blood. When you stand on the blood and claim things. They happen. Anything that you, you, you ask God for because of the blood, he gives it to you. Anything that you seek from him because of the blood, he, op- he, he makes you find it. Anything that you knock at the door and ask for because of the blood, he opens the door for you. May you escape every trap of the world. Amen. Yes, because of the blood. Amen. I see people here who are going to prosper. Amen. One day your testimony will be different. In your home, you are the first person to buy a car. You are the first person to buy a land and build. You will not live and marry and bring your wife into the family house. No. You will not add your children to that bondage whatsoever. Yeah. Well, you see that it's like all the children don't want to go to school and your children too have come to fall into it. When they teach them, they don't understand. No. It is not your portion. You are escaping the traps of the enemy. Lift your hands, everybody. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Ask, seek, and knock. Tonight, because of the blood of Jesus, we have overcome every fear, every torment, 
every oppression, every lack, we are walking into abundance. We are not going to remain the same as we have come. We can't walk with the Lord for the rest of our years and always have nothing to say because we have nothing to show. God is going to lift us up in material prosperity so that sometimes apart from all the talking and whatever, there is something about you that people respect. Yes, Lord. Yeah. That's how God is going to bless some of you. You are entering favor right now. You are entering a level of favor in your life right now. You are entering a higher level of favor and of respect right now. In the name of Jesus, lift your voice. Speak to him. 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 Ah, Look at your situation. Ask yourself. Lord, I have been a Christian. Some of you look at the home you are coming from. Look at how your father lives. How your mother lives. Ask yourself, how will it be different if you don't have God supernaturally changing the circumstance and ordering your steps? Today, you are claiming things that are above what you are saying. You are walking out of that poverty and out of that cycle in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. Look at the marriages around you. Look at the marriages of your parents. Look at the marriages of your siblings. Look at the marriages of people who have gone ahead of you. Look at how it has ended and what it has brought them. Say to yourself, I don't want this as my portion. I am different. I am escaping this world. I am escaping this curse. I am escaping this cycle. I am free. You want a good marriage. You want a good job. You say you have a job. No, it's not a job. It is something just to keep you surviving. But God is giving you something that will bring you hope and a future. Lift your voice and ask God for favor. Ask. Seek. And you shall find. What are you looking for? Some of you, you have to have peace in your life. You have to have joy in your heart. God is giving you every peace, every joy it will fill your heart you will realize that sometimes you are crying you look at yourself, you can't explain what you are going through, but you are seeking the face of the Lord you are seeking the presence of the Lord and he is filling you with every joy and with every peace in the name of Jesus through the blood that he shed for us we are more than conquerors it is our faithful testimony yes. Lift your hands, everybody. I don't know what you have asked for. But as long as we stand on God's word, Jesus. And we have victory through the blood. Jesus. Whatever we have asked tonight. Yes, Lord. Let it be granted us. Amen. Whatever you have been seeking all these years from the Lord. Yes, Lord. You have found it right now. Amen. You have entered your blessing and your rest right now. Amen. You have entered your peace and your joy right now. Amen whatever you believe god for as you knock at the door he has opened that door and you are entering to be valuable relevant and useful in the house of the lord god takes pleasure in people who serve him receive that grace right now i receive it i receive it. your joy is being made full 
by the power of the Holy Ghost your peace is established your prosperity is assured our generation will be different from the one before us we will leave a mark in our homes and amongst our children we will change the narrative we will not follow the path of poverty and the path of lack and the path of strife and fighting over little things in our homes anymore we are escaping that trap we are building our own homes we are owning our own property we are building our own wealth the hand of God is establishing us his covenant is being confirmed we are children of Abraham called into a blessing and not a curse for Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for curse everyone that hangs on the tree that the blessing of Abraham might come unto us oh yes you are receiving that blessing right now you are becoming a different child in your home you are becoming a different daughter in your home receive that power right now receive that grace right now you are free from every bondage you are escaping every fear every torment has dominated you you are free from it in the name of Jesus lift your hands and thank him thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus yes Yes. Yes. Now, now, lift your hands. I, I don't see you hungry and praying. I don't see you asking. I don't see you being strong in the spirit and saying to yourself, I am over these kind of things. Any sister here, listen to me. You, you see, sometimes some of you, you are afraid of the type of marriage that you enter. But if you are a sister and you are afraid of marriage today you have received a good marriage Amen. lift up your hands if you believe god that god can give you a good marriage i want you to come forward i want to pray for you come and stand in front of me we are breaking the case i want to pray for the sisters first please then i'll pray for the brothers if you are a sister you are afraid god is assuring you of a good marriage give me the oil one line please help us one line one line ashes but suppose it's help one line let them stand in the alleyway receive power receive power to be different do not walk that same path receive it yes yes receive it receive it now receive it Yes. Be blessed. We break every cycle and every 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 obstacle and every hindrance of the enemy. Are attracted to strange women. The the Lord is going to take that strangeness from your carnal desire and fleshly passions from you. Those of you sitting there, you should be praying because a lot of demons are going out of people. Don't sleep. Yeah. We are dealing with things that are into our generation. Beyond what we are seeing today. One day we will share testimony of people who have mind and they are faithful and God has blessed them. They have stayed faithful. Not that you are a father, your, your children, you don't even know what school they go to. You don't know who, who, what, what, what class they are in. One, one father, his daughter graduated. They told him, he said, what school did you go to? Because as he has given birth, he has forgotten about the girl. And as the girl is graduating, he doesn't even know that the girl has finished school. So what school, what course did you do? What a shame. You won't be such a father. 
Amen. Every brother who Amen. is ready for marriage but you haven't found what you want, come here. Let me pray for you. Amen. You are being delivered from strangers. Miracle miracle yes. Come you. here for tonight. Are you coming? Hey, but where were you? That you are working like some diplomats coming for UN session. Brother, receive grace. Receive grace. You are the miracle working God. Your name is Yahweh. To me, everybody. Look, we have to prosper. And one of the things about prosperity is that we don't just shout amen and become prosperous. Like by now, the world will be full of prosperous people. There is an element of God that we need to have and the nature of God that we need to have in our lives to be prosperous. Anytime God wants to bring increase to people, he calls them to give. But many of us, one of the clear characteristics about our lives is that we don't know how to give. And we think that when we, we give, we are losing. So you don't have any covenant relationship with God when it comes to give, giving. All you know and you, all you have learned, ask, seek, and knock. As for God, he's always providing. Yes, he's a great provider. But remember, before he introduced himself to Abraham as a great provider, he had called Abraham to make a big sacrifice. What was the sacrifice? He said, leave your family and your kindred. Cut yourself away. Many of us are still loving the world, loving the pleasures of the world, and we are expecting God to do something different in our lives. No. When he blesses you in this condition, you will use it for the world. That's why you have not received prosperity from God. That's why a door that must be opened for you to be blessed, it will not be opened because some of you, the way you are today, if you have money, we won't see you in church. Your friends in the world will be more in your life. Because even now, you have more friends outside and you chill outside more than in the church. You don't have friends in the church. The church, you come and sing and, and go home. You come and play instruments and go home. You have drinking buddies. You have uh, party buddies. You have hanging out people. The church people, they are boring. So when you want to have parties and enjoy life, you have people in the world that you are enjoying. With. And you want God to bless you what will you do with the money? What will you do with the blessing? You will chill in the world. Yeah. This evening, anybody who believes God for a blessing must also believe God for one thing. To break every bondage of pleasure in your life. Many of us, that's our struggle. We can't cut ourselves off the things that God says we should separate ourselves from. No. And you want God to bless you. When you have money, you won't give to the church. The church needs money to do things. Though. But even now that you don't have, you see that you don't give even of your little. Do you think that if you have much, you give? You won't have time for church. You, 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 will, you, you will find it difficult to even come around. Because there is a seed in you that doesn't have any reverence for God and for the people of God. You don't care about anything that the church does. But you are just here believing that God will prosper you and make you great and give you money. No. Some of you, even look at your life. The day you have money, we don't see you. The people you chop the money with, they are not in church. 
You can do parties and not invite anybody in church. You and other people. And you want God to bless you. No. Every cycle of deception and dishonesty must be broken. Lift up your hands, everybody. Stand to your feet, everybody. Stand to your feet. Those of you who are sitting there, you start sleeping right now. Yeah. All the things that I'm saying, everybody is inside it. Everybody is inside it. God wants you to be separated from the family and from the things they do and believe him and choose a family that he has ordained as an high priest be different and when god blesses you that's when you can use the things that god has given you to be a blessing to that same family because today some of you the way you are if you have money your mother will not enjoy it your father will not enjoy anything your friends and the things you love will, will take away but when you have god you see that any favor or any blessing that god brings to you you use it profitably yeah lift up your hands you want to say pastor help me i want to be free from this lifestyle i want to choose obedience and submission to you and i want to walk away from the struggle of always pleasing people in the world and pleasing friends and having relationships and entangling myself in the things of the world if the blood has separated you know that you are different yes and begin to live differently if you don't change if you don't change even though god has changed you you will not see the change that god wants to bring into your life that's why some people give their lives to christ and they think that because they are in the church everything must fall the way they want it to be it does it just does god knows your heart me i don't know your heart but the way you are if god is to give you something substantial today ask yourself what will you do with it where will you be found? Where will you be found? If God brings you favor at your door right now, if you ask for a marriage, you ask for a good husband, you ask for something powerful, God gives it to you right now. Ask yourself, will you be found back in the house of God to celebrate and to continue serving him? Lift your hands. Speak to him. You want to say, Pastor, I need you to touch me. This is my prayer. I want to be free. I want to be dedicated to the Lord. I want my heart to be for the Lord. I want my walk to be in the Lord. I want my blessing to come from Him. And I need Him more now. Lift up your hand wherever you are. You want me to pray with for you? Come. 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 Let me lay hands on you. We are praying to break cycles. Yes. Your struggles. Lift up your hands. When you come and stand here, lift up your hands. Unto you, help me, Lord. I lift up, Lord. give the Lord a clap offering. Somebody, all right, everybody stand, everybody quiet, be quiet, be quiet. We cast you out. We cast you out, you familiar spirit. Be silent. Out. Out. We are not seeing any angel of God in this presence. You familiar spirit, we cast you out. Be silent in the house of God. And out of this body now. 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 In the name of Jesus. Be loose. 
Everybody stand to your feet. If you are here, somebody invited you, you came on your own, whichever way, but you haven't given your life to Christ, lift up your right hand. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Christ. Some of you have not done that. You need it. When you give your life to Christ, what happens is that the blood that I was talking about is what washes you and makes you a child of God. It gives you access that you didn't have before. When you have access, that's when you can claim things. That's why you can ask things. Yeah. When you are a child and your father loves you or your mother loves you, you ask things. They give you. Sometimes you haven't asked. They are giving you. Yeah. They think about you. But when you are stubborn, even when you ask, they say, we hear. We hear can be one year. We hear can be never. Yeah. So, when you haven't given your life to Jesus, you are a child who was in disobedience. But tonight, you want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ. Lift up your right hand, wherever you are. Lift up your right hand. You want me to pray with you to give your life to Jesus. Lift it up. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ. Lift it up. Lift it up. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody here is born again. Wow. Put your hands together for the Lord. carry her. Be careful. Oh. Some people are drunk in their spirit, so be careful. And Go and give her a seat somewhere to sit down quietly. Everybody sit down now. I think you should give the Lord a clap offering. Ah.